Welcome back to one-on-one -on -one New York's longest-running sports call-in show. Sam Davis, Thomas Aiello, a very special guest with us here. Athletic Director at Fordham University, Ed Cole. Ed, thank you very much for taking the time. I know you're very busy, so thanks for taking the time to be with us. My pleasure, Sam. Great to be with you. Tom, you as well. So I want to jump right into, of course, the event. We record this on Friday. So the event just last night on Thursday, late night on, at the Hill, and awesome event. I mean, we're both there, me and Thomas. I know we can speak for ourselves. Being in the stands, it was quite an, an impressive event. Just talk about how it got started, where the idea came from, and overall your impressions of how the event went. So I appreciate you and Thomas saying that. I appreciate you and Thomas being there and being part of the 2,700 students we had here last evening at Rose Hill. And, it, it, you know, so, so Sam and Thomas, you, you two may not remember this, but back in the day, it used to be a big deal to have Midnight Madness, right, which would be the official start of basketball practice. So it used to be, used to be literally 1201 uh, when, when midnight struck, they would start having their first basketball practice and it was part of the NCAA rules. They've, ch they've changed that over time in terms of the timing and it's, it's, it's less become that, that real late night event that used to be at midnight. But I always thought that was just a tremendous event, a lot of fun and really a way to engage the student body. So a few things. Naturally, you, you, you Sam and Thomas, you would guess that we're trying to get people fired up for basketball, no doubt between uh, Coach Gately and Coach Neptune and their start of the season on Tuesday. How do we get more students involved, engaged on campus? Obviously, new, men, new head men's basketball coach. How do we fire it up for everybody? So that was definitely part of it. But I'll be honest with you. I think, you know, I, I've, I've been athletic director, you know, interim now, 21 months, full-time since February. And obviously, I've been through the pandemic with the campus and my coaches and our student athletes. And, and, our, and it's been a challenging time. Right, so how can we come up with a fun event to really fire up the campus, let the students have fun and, and really get involved and get engaged and kind of you know, really take a moment of, of reflection and, and excitement and yes, get excited about basketball season, but also appreciate everything we've been through in terms of the pandemic. And I think that was a lot of the energy enthusiasm you saw last night was all students coming together, spending time together, uh, really enjoying the moment and, and, and obviously a performance. So I'm happy it worked out. I'm happy for our coaches and staff. I know our student athletes had a real great time as well because all of our student athletes were included, not just men's women's basketball last evening. And I was happy to see the campus and the student body kind of unite and come together after a challenging year and a half. And um, I think it's the perfect way to tip off our basketball season. And, um, you know, athletics is a source of school spirit, school pride. And it's not just wins and losses. And I want that to be our athletics department. I want that to stand for a lot for our campus and, I hope our student body feels that way and we'll continue to work together on that. Ed, uh, obviously one of your goals is raising student awareness and involvement for the sports programs and basketball season is coming up and specifically men's and women's has been obviously the number one seller for quite some time now. And we can trace this back well before the Fordham Rams joined the Atlantic 10, but what have been some of your methods in terms of advertising the product to the student body to get them to fill the student sections. Yeah, so, so I, you know, I, I think this, Thomas, and I think, you know, you even heard me speak a little bit to our donor and alumni function last evening prior to walking yeah. them over to see the packed, um, sold out Rose Hill Gymnasium. Everybody who had has their student experience here on campus, everybody who has alumni affinity and love for alma mater, 
comes from their memories of friends, right? Whether it be you and Sam now with FUV and your classmates and those you live with, and those are memories you guys are gonna take, take home forever and it's gonna live with you forever. You know, going to basketball games, going to athletic competitions, that's part of a lot of everybody's experience, including myself. And that 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 memory, that 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 camaraderie, that unit unity is, is so important to me and what we're trying to build here in athletic department. And I think the way to really build this student section or student involvement engagement is things like last night where it's organic and authentic. Like so what what do students want? They want to have fun, they want to have a good time, they want to, yes, they want to cheer on a team. They want we all want wins, we all want victories, and we're all striving. And I know our, our, our everybody's working hard for that, but they want a fun experience, they want to have you know, be able to, to enjoy that moment. And to me, it's the same organic effort in terms of recruiting them. So I think you saw, obviously, whether it's Coach Gately, who's as obviously as personable, as sociable as they come and has done a great job of not only building her program, but building some fan support, or even Coach Neptune. You saw him in action last night, right, in terms of engaging our, 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 our students. How do we make it a real welcoming and that's what that's going to the cafeterias, that's going into the dorms, that's giving out pizzas or giving out T-shirts or having ASAP Ferg perform for them. How do we continue to organically make it a real family experience, a real Ramley experience? Um, and that's that's a big part of this, this revival for us is making it a fun experience where, yes, come cheer us on. We need you to create a home court advantage for us and help and help. But I want it to be something that is enjoyable uh, and something that could be memory building for all of our students. And you just mentioned Kyle Neptune. So I want to piggyback off of that. Can you just speak to the excitement that he kind of brings to the program? Because I know, you know, speaking from a member of the student body, a lot of people are very excited for this men's program and where they can go with the addition of Neptune. Can you kind of just speak to that and how important that plays a role in his role at, at leading the men's program? I, I, I think it plays, it plays a tremendous role. So Sam, you know, I think it's been well discussed and well documented in terms of the process of, of, of hiring coach Neptune. And obviously it's been well documented our, our men's basketball struggles over the last 25 years or so. I, you know, the, the piece that was really important to me and our, and our committee in the process was that energy enthusiasm and someone that not only of course wanted to be here, but really saw Fordham's potential uh, through and through in terms of our campus our alumni network, our student body, um, New York City, all, all the aspects of what we have here to build a successful men's basketball program, what we will build a successful men's basketball program on. And I think even for myself, you know, I wanted a coach that student athletes want to play for. I wanted a coach that players want to be recruited by and come here and play for. And then I think you even saw it last night, both of you being here, which was even another reminder for me, the way Coach Neptune connects with our student body and connects with the the crowd and, and, you know, understanding a college campus, understanding what a winning culture environment looks like. Um, I'm excited for our future for so many reasons, but Coach Neptune, uh, in terms of what he represents as our leader, uh, and but the energy, enthusiasm, the creativity, uh, the presence he has, um, I'm really, really excited by, the, by, by what we're building here. I, I, know, I know he's the right man for the job. And Ed, uh, just to kind of pick part of your answer a little bit here, you did mention about the Atlantic 10, 25 years now for the Fordham Rams in the A-10, and obviously the struggles is well, well documented, as I think a lot of people know, including myself, but you have seemed very determined to change that this time around with bringing in Coach Neptune and the transfer portal and all the stuff that happened. 
Do you see a world where the Rams will rise in the A-10 and become that power that fans and students want here at Fordham University? Yeah, so so um, good question, right? So, so Thomas, um, it's been 25 years in the Atlantic 10. We've had two winning seasons in 25 years. That's that's not not, not great numbers, right, in terms of percentages. Um, I've, I've been in Atlantic 10 AD meetings the last two days down in DC. Um, we are one of 14 members of the A-10 currently. And I saw a lot of numbers, whether it was a 10-year analysis of men's basketball, um, we're obviously picked B14 this year. And um, it's tough. It's a tough pill to swallow and look at in terms of our stats, whether it's over the last 10 years, which they reminded me of the last two days, or the last 25 years. And um, it's challenging to see you know, where we fall in terms of the number 14 over those 10 years. And I think it was a net schedule of like 248 in terms of strength of schedule uh, for all the Division I schools throughout the country. Um, it's, 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 it's difficult. We're all competitors. Uh, we all want to win, whether we're Fordham alums, whether from New York city, whether we've competed at some level of athletic competition at some point in our lives. So I get motivated by that. I'm fired up. I was embarrassed to see those stats the last two days and the other ADs are wise to pick on me and give me a hard time about that. But I take that as an opportunity. I take that as ownership, just like coach Neptune does in what we can the opportunity we have to build something special here. And you've heard me say this a million times, it's not rebuilding, it's brand new construction. And whether it's late night on the Hill, whether it's our, our recruiting efforts, whether it's the staff we put together, whether it's the alumni we're trying to engage, whether it's utilization of New York City uh, or the Bronx, um, it's, it's how do we look at things differently and change our approach here? Because I think we're all bullish on how wonderful this campus is, how tremendous of an academic institution this is, how tremendous New York City is, um, how great the Atlantic 10 Conference is. And I think even a night like last night, how special the Rose Hill Gymnasium can be when we pack it with students like, like yourself and Sam. So I am bullish on the stock because I think it's fixable. I know it's fixable and we're gonna fix it. And we have the proper alumni support behind us. We have the fan base uh, in New York City who wants a winner in the, in the, in the mecca of basketball in this city. Uh, we have a student body like 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 two of you that when last night has something to be excited about, they're as excited of a fan base as anybody. Um, so I, I know this is doable. I'm excited about where we're going to be in terms of our process of building it, whether it be recruiting of talent. And, you know, my example that I've been using re real, realistic, re recently, and you don't have to look too far in the A-10 to see it, is, is honestly, it's not the VCUs or the Daytons or the St. Louis's of the world who have maybe larger arenas than we do, but I talk about St. Bonaventure. Currently top 25 in the country. Um, obviously, small school up in Oleon, New York. Um, I, I, you know, their their roadmap, their model, what they put together is something I know we can do here at Fordham. And um, I'm excited by what we can build. But it's not just Coach Neptune by himself. It's all of us. So it's uh, it's me as athletic director. It's I'm all his basketball staff. It's a student body like you saw last night. It's the alumni like you saw in terms of their support of buying season tickets right now. Uh, we're up to 450 season tickets sold for this year. Uh, that's up from 52 in 2020. So that's a, that's a strong, uh, whatever it is, 800, 900% growth. Um, so, and then we still have a long way, we still have more to go. And I know we could do that. I know we need to earn back some trust and credibility, um, but that's the only way of building it. There is no shortcuts and I know we'll, we'll earn back uh, that faith from everybody. Sam Davis here with Thomas Aiello. 
athletic director Ed Cole with us as well. I want to jump uh, into the women's program as well quickly here. And you mentioned Gate, uh, Coach Gately also. A very difficult non-conference schedule, something that we've talked about with her before, obviously scheduling Notre Dame, Baylor, Houston, plenty of tough opponents on that non-conference. Can you just talk about what went into you know, that scheduling? What was the thought process with challenging the women's basketball team with that difficult non-conference schedule. Yeah, you know, I, I think, I think to, you know, just even following off of, of Thomas's question about the, the roadmap or the blueprint or the plan here of success, I think you've heard Coach Neptune give so much kudos and credit to Coach Gately. Uh, she so well deserves of what she's built here at Fordham. And as you know, when she took over Fordham in 2011, she took over a situation probably very similar to what Coach Neptune is inheriting right now. And what she's created now as, as really this national power um, within the Atlantic 10. And I think, you know, her, I joke, she's always willing to play anybody anytime. She'll play anybody and she's not afraid. She'll play them in the parking lot if we don't have a gym to play in. And I think that's the, that's, that's the wonderfulness and the beauty of, of Coach Gately's success. Her 35 years of being a head coach is special and unique. And her wins and her resume prove that. And, you know, I, I think she's she's figure out the model that a strong non-conference schedule will only help develop her team down the stretch and through a challenging and, and competitive atlantic 10 conference season you know i think she's she plays a tough schedule she knows it's important in terms of not only getting her team ready and developing obviously a chemistry and a high level competitive uh, fire for the A-10 season, but it actually puts them in position for an at-large bid, in, in, as well as, of course, our, our our main goal and objective of winning the Atlantic 10 regular season. And I think that's just very, very savvy and smart of Coach Gately of positioning her team for success in, in, in the non-conference and then through the conference schedule. And her teams get better at the end of the year. Her teams are getting better by postseason time. Her teams, and, and I think she's figured out that model and going through a tough non-conference schedule, Sam, is a big part of that. And I'll even give you another comparison. I think you're seeing that right now in our football program. So I think Coach Collin did a great job, obviously, of, of from cha two challenging FBS schools, Nebraska and Florida Atlantic. And I think you're seeing a lot of those dividends now as we go tomorrow as we take on Georgetown for six in a row in our first place undefeated conference season. I, th I think you see a lot of, of benefits and team growth from playing a challenging non-conference schedule. And Ed, you lead in with the gridiron. The Fordham football team, at the beginning of the year, they played Nebraska, they played FAU, they played these really tough schools, and here they are undefeated, like you said, in Patriot League play. Going down to Georgetown, you were just in D.C. the other day, so the product that went into the blast furnace has come out a lot different here towards the back end of the schedule. Uh, how proud are you of the coach of the job that Coach Conlon has done with the team, and where do you see this going in the future? Yeah, I, I'm super proud of, of of what Coach Conlon, his staff, and our and our football student athletes have put together this year. Um, you know, obviously, we talked about the non-conference schedule in Nebraska and FAU, and I, I really truly feel like it gave them a ton of confidence, a ton of mojo, uh, a ton of momentum heading into the Patriot League schedule, and it's showing right now. And, and now, honestly, we, we, we have, it hasn't been easy, right? We've also fought some injuries. So I think last week was nice that we had a, a well-deserved bye week after nine straight weeks of competing, obviously a little bit beaten up on the defensive side of the ball. And, and I hope that week really has helped get us some of our guys healthy. Um, of course, we all know about Ryan Greenhagen and that, that, that unfortunate injury that obviously has changed a little bit of our defensive scope. 
but I'm super proud of how players have continued to step up. Student athletes continue to, 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 to really fill into roles when injuries has occurred. And that's kudos to coach Conlon, his leadership, his guidance, his preparation for games. Um, Georgetown is not going to be any easy task by any means. Always give us fits historically on the road is always difficult in the Patriot league. And, um, they're going to be ready to go and fired up to play us. Um, and I, obviously I know coach Conlon has our, our, our team ready to go. And then of course the following week is the big matchup that everybody's been waiting on. We don't want to look ahead. That's for sure. But obviously the Holy cross piece is the Holy cross with the preseason favorites out of the Patriot league. And obviously have been our kind of our arch rivals here the last couple of seasons. Um, but I can't be more prouder of what Coach Conlon has put together and built. And I think this team is is firing on all cylinders here at the right time. This is one-on-one -on -one with Fordham Athletic Director Ed Cole. Ed, now that you've been in the position for a little while here, and maybe this is a question more out of curiosity, but looking back, what is the thing that you're the most proud of that you've done so far that you can maybe build on going forward in, in your role as you continue? I, so, so I appreciate that, Sam, and, and it's been a, an interesting 21 months to jump into the athletic director seat at Fordham, but also to be an athletic director uh, in, a, in a pandemic, and um, obviously full-time since February. So I, I feel very lucky and blessed, um, not only that we've obviously come out on the other side in terms of the pandemic, that all of our student-athletes have you know, been healthy and safe, we were able to compete all throughout the spring, uh, when we had obviously a difficult fall of, of no competitions. Um, and then of course the basketball during the winter, but I'm, I'm just proud of the, the determination, the grit, um, you know, the, the, the moxie of our student athletes is quite impressive. And I'm reminded of that every day that obviously they fought through the pandemic where they had to be tested up to three times in a week, uh, putting masks on dorms. I know, I know, I know Tom was living on campus last semester. I'm not sure if you were, Sam, but I know the challenges that everybody on this campus had to deal with in terms of, of restrictions and not really being able to have a real full student experience or college experience. And our student athletes are no different than that. And um, they, they withstanded that. They've, it's made them tougher. It's made them even stronger. And, you know, our student athletes do it in the classroom as well as on the competition. Student athletes have a higher average GPA than, than the entire student body. Uh, so it's impressive what the group does on and off the, the playing surface. And I'm proud of, of a lot of the challenges we had to deal with after, even, even besides the pandemic and COVID. Social justice, political unrest, mental health was a big part of this past year and a half, Sam. Um, so I'm proud of those programs, uh, those committees we put together, our task force for social, to fight social injustice. And a lot of it's been led by, and majority has been led by our student athletes who are true leaders. So whether it's our SAC group, whether it's our task force, whether it's our IDEA committee, um, whether it's our mental health focus with our career services uh, opportunities, our alumni mentoring and engagement programs. I'm, I'm blown away by our student athletes and what true leaders they are. So even when we didn't have athletic competition a year ago, uh, I was just impressed at how active and involved they were in terms of these issues, making social and political change. Um, and I couldn't be more proud it really allowed me to get to know the student athlete as a person um, even more deeper uh, when they were not competing. So, and same with our, our staff and coaches, though a lot of it's been virtual, uh, similar to even this interview right now, um, it really has shown true character of our student athletes and our coaches and staff of how they dealt with crisis and chaos during the pandemic. So I feel lucky and blessed that even though it's only been 21 months, I really were able to ex expedite 
our relationship building and the ability to, to see uh, our student athletes and our coaches and staff in their best. Ed, and you talk about obviously leadership, so important when conducting an operation like that, but also experience. And there's a couple of mainstays that have been working in Fordham athletics for quite some time. Um, Joe DeBarry and Scott Wachowski, who are SIDs in their respective sports, and Charlie Elwood, who all three of them have seemed to have been there forever. How much do you value people like that who have been Fordham lifers? And now that you get to work with them, how much has that helped you transition into your new role here as the athletic director? Yeah, that, that's a really good question, Thomas. So, so Scott and Joe, as you can imagine, are, you know, what you would call sports information communications like uh, royalty and, and legends. And um, that is an area that goes unappreciated often, uh, not thanked enough, um, not understood enough in terms of what that commitment means in terms of covering games, now streaming games, um, updating press releases, updating obviously, you know, uh, box scores, standings, um, the ability to organize game operations from a, from a standpoint of, of production um, to, to traveling with teams. And of course, as you know, we have four folks working on our communications group covering 22 varsity sports, sometimes supporting some of our 15 club teams, as well as all of the incremental responsibilities like, you know, like my crazy idea of doing a late night in the gymnasium and obviously the communications group pitching in there. So very lucky and blessed. I'm glad you brought them up. They go so unappreciated, unthankful. And then of course, everybody's quick to say, oh, there's a spelling mistake on the website not understanding that probably Joe DeBarry had to publish that at 3 a.m. after getting back from some competition. So they're so I'm so grateful for, for our communications group, including Joe and Scott. They do so much for our coaches, our staff, and our student athletes, and they really are the treasure of college athletics and often forgotten. So, so they help me in terms of the ability to re be reminded of the core and the foundation of what our purpose is here in college athletics and our, our ability to support the student athlete on a daily basis and their, and their, their experience here. And Charlie Elwood's been, been everything and more. So I got to know Charlie very little bit. We crossed over when he was initially at St. John's University when I worked there as well. And of course, he's a Fordham alum, class of 80, and he's been here now at Fordham almost 20 years. He's been um, the real stable foundation, stable force uh, for me on a daily basis. Um, he, he's been, he's been ingrained in college athletics. Uh, he knows it as well as anybody. So he's a tremendous sounding board, uh, for me in terms of ideas, in terms of, uh, institutional knowledge of Fordham, in terms of history and understanding of Fordham, whether it be decision-making on budgets, decision-making on rosters on travel on scheduling, uh, on compliance issues. Um, but also helping me navigate Fordham. I'm, I'm only at Fordham four years. And um, it's been really helpful for him to help me, uh, helpful for, for, for me to, that he's been helpful navigating the, the campus, navigating some alumni. And um, as you guys probably can imagine, I'm a little bit more of uh, crazy in terms of ideas and marketing and, and different kind of approaches. I think Charlie's a perfect balance for me of, of being, hey, let's, that might be a little bit too much outside the box. That might be too risque. That might be too much against our Jesuit mission here. Let's get back to our, our, our priorities. So he's a wonderful balancing act for me sometimes when I'm, uh, I stretch a little bit too far with some thought process and creativity. Ed, just one more uh, before you get out of here. Just 
looking ahead, kind of what are your visions for the future of the program? What are your goals maybe going forward in your role here at Ford? Yeah, so great, great question, Sam. So it's a busy year coming up. Not, not, not the last year and a half has not been busy, but we're working on a strategic plan. So we're doing a full evaluation analysis of our sports department, Sam. So the sports we participate in, the facilities we play in, uh, the scholarships we're awarding, the financial dollars we're investing in each of our programs, as well as a true benchmark against our peer institutions, whether that's the Patriot, uh, Atlantic 10, or other regional conferences that we're looking at in terms of our ambitions. Try to create a true strategic plan long-term. I'd love it to be kind of a five to eight year stretch of what our commitment is to these varsity programs as well as these club programs and what that looks like. Then have actually work on and establish a true master facilities plan. That master facilities plan will line up against our strategic plan of how we're trying to support those, those sports looking forward. And then you probably got a little bit of wind of this out there. It's about to be a little publicly, but we'll finalize it more. We are, athletics can be part of the next capital campaign for the university. So that capital campaign will then support that facilities plan, which is supporting the strategic plan. So strategic plan, facilities plan, capital campaign, all three uh, will be not only lined up, but, but new for us. We really have never had that here in athletics. And then my plan is, you know, probably a year from now or, or you know, maybe a little earlier, we'll have a new president here at Fordham University. So when he or she arrives, I'll be able to sit down with them and present those three plans and, and really agree upon our direction of Fordham Athletics moving forward. I think that's essential for the success of our program, the transparency in terms of having a true vision and narrative of where we want to go. But I think it's really, really key in terms of our stakeholder and our investor conversations with donors and, and folks in the area to get more involved and to understand the, the, the future of where we're headed. So um, that's a big part of it. And then also get, of course, make sure that we're aligning appropriately top to bottom with the president the board of trustees and with the rest of the campus here at Fordham and Rose Hill, you know, Sam athletics, we all want athletics to win, right? Championships, a 10 championships, picture league championships. We all understand that. But I also want to make sure athletics is a true platform and mechanism for the university. Will that be academic profile? Will that be marketing and branding? Will that be us news and world report rankings? Will that be not just athletic fundraising, overall fundraising? I want athletics to be the, 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 the premier lead in, in our challenges of diversity and inclusion, our engagement in terms of New York City. Um, and again, just like last night that you and Thomas experienced, the true source of school spirit and school pride that everybody can be proud of and wear that maroon and talk about the Rams, that's athletic based. And I want athletics to be the central port uh, for that, for our entire campus and university. And whatever the priorities and pillars of the university are moving forward with new leadership, I want athletics to be lined up and supporting them appropriately. Just the, some awesome goals that I will say, you know, speaking for the student body, we're all very excited about. So Ed Cole, Fordham Athletic Director, thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you so much, Sam and Thomas, my pleasure. And again, Sam, I want your feedback and I want your ideas, just like with our student athletes here in terms of them driving initiatives and priorities. I want what the students wanna see, what they wanna experience, because we need to be all in this together. It's gonna to take all of us together uh, to build the winner that we want. So please continue to share your feedback and thoughts. Thank you so much. We will be right back here on One on One. Stick around.